2004 facebook didn't exist twitter was still a sound and cloud was still in the sky 4g was still a parking place linkedin was a prison applications were what you send to colleges and skype was actually a typo all this was said in a new york times a column by columnist thomas friedman now individuals and companies are adopting technology at an increasing speed each year hello everyone welcome to analytics inside podcast this is priya dialani your host for today While just about every business is shifting in some shape or form the regulatory compliance industry is also undergoing a revolution keeping pace uh, with legislative changes consumer behavior and technological advancements has become very challenging even compliance professionals must be aware of emerging technologies that apply enterprise wide as well as compliance function Now compliance program should analyze the potential risk and rewards of new and emerging technologies to appropriately guide companies in ethical decision making. However, as technology is penetrating in each aspect of lives, can it have its implications on regulations and compliance as well? So let's get our answers today with Josh Jackson, executive director of the AI Association and global head of government and public services at Six Clicks. Hi Josh, how are you doing? Good. How are you, Priya? I'm doing good. Thank you so much. Okay. Um so let's start uh, with knowing about the company. Uh so can you tell us about uh, what Six Clicks is? Seems like a pretty interesting name. Uh what is the specialization or the services that it offers? Yeah, thanks. Uh Six Clicks it is an interesting name and I think um when we talk about regulations, when we talk about compliance, it seems so complicated and so boring <laughs> and with six clicks the thought was and i didn't come up with a name but uh you know some of the founders were were in a room and noticed that most compliance software is hard to use and regulations are hard to get right and um visually it it's it's cumbersome And so with six clicks the thought was can we do everything that we want to do to with compliance and risk management and governance to do that in six clicks or less. So uh the thought was to make it as easy to use um with very few clicks um throughout the screen so running an assessment or 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 the like. So we're really around being that GRC the integrated security management system or information security management system all under one platform using artificial intelligence and using um you know the 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 skills in um everything at our disposal the the emerging tech at um under one platform Sounds quite interesting George thank you for uh, letting us uh, know about what the company is and um yes definitely uh, I agree that regulations and compli- compliance uh, are pretty complicated and tend to be boring as well um similarly it becomes very daunting for organizations to comply with each regulations and make sure everything is under control um but um 
uh, what what is being as of now uh, going around is that um, should organizations be worried about both the whispers as well as the actions supporting the desire to regulate AI? Well, some people or some experts say yes. So the longer is take is that although standards are not like a sexy stuff, they are critical for making AI uh, not only more useful but also safe for consumer use. Now, given that AI is still young, probably in this field of regulatory and compliance, but it is quickly being integrated in every application that impacts our lives. There is no consensus on what standards should be established. So, uh, can you tell us about uh, with what mission the company was built upon, or can you tell us about your journey also since the inception of the company? Yeah, so there, uh, there's a lot of questions in there, that, and I'll try to unpack them um, as best I can. Uh, in terms of regulation of artificial intelligence, that's a very, very interesting question, and um, I think one of the biggest challenges. And there have been Nobel Prizes in economics won off some of these concepts around regulations within the current field of the economy, how the, how the economy has been working. Regulations help propel a lot of new businesses and a, new, a lot of new technology. Um, and being able to keep those regulations flowing with innovation is going, only going to help innovation grow. Um, simultaneously, I think that we have all put in regulations um, across the globe that are not keeping up with the innovation. So the innovation could be even more propelled if the legal framework and the regulatory framework was uh, modernized and you had some modernization of the laws and the governance around uh, the, the, the technology or in this case, the intelligence. So that's one. The second was my journey through this was actually coming from the legal side of things and noticing that the law was not keeping up, but there was this new understanding of how computing power came about and more and more computing power, more and more um, development within telecommunications, internet of things to cybersecurity. Um, as well as natural language processing, computer vision, and, and, and the like. And we didn't really have any answers from the, the legal side. Um, and companies were not using the technology to really uh, look at regulations and laws and policies at, as efficiently. So I started probably five years ago training artificial neural networks to take a look at companies and what they think their risks are and what regulations potentially could be um, impacting their business and saying this regulation meets their business unit and using the technology to sift through hundreds of thousands of documents to make sure that they were keeping up with particular, particular regu regulations. With six clicks, we really looked at, okay, 
cybersecurity is so complex. And if we need to protect certain pieces of information, what are the appropriate controls that need to be put in place? And what controls do we already have? And it just makes it so much easier to use artificial intelligence, to use a system that is driven um, in alignment with your controls and with the regulations, rather than trying to piece together this email, dust off this binder that's on your desk and use this spreadsheet to track uh, all the information or assets and then determine <laughs> what, what route we wanna take <clears throat> to patch some of these holes or mitigate some of the risks within the system. Why don't we just do it under an entire enclave, or in this case, an entire platform that can manage all of that, manage the supply chain. And um, that, that was very exciting and it's very appealing because those that are trying to breach systems are definitely um, using technology and particular complicated vectors to penetrate the system, why are we as companies still using spreadsheets and Word documents to um, place the perfect controls and track the systems and assets that we wanna track and keep protected? I think that's all your questions, all wrapped up under one. <laughs> <clears throat> Yes, yes, it definitely does. And uh, sounds um, uh, very exciting when, you, when you're talking about uh, using technologies like natural language processing, artificial intelligence. So it seems uh, uh, how how we're heading towards um, in the field of regulatory and compliance and how technology can also play uh, a role in, in such things. Because, um, you know, you haven't come across um, um, any such thing or probably read that how these technologies can be helpful in, in framing around regulations and policies. So it's quite um, uh, uh, fascinating to listen to such um, journey and your contributions as well. Thanks. Thanks. Great. Um, so earlier, of course, uh, we have discussed that, uh, yes, regulations and compliance are uh, complicated. Uh, but how do you think, or probably if you can tell us uh, how technology, for example, artificial intelligence can help in solving this complexity? Yeah, I, I'll give one example. Um, and if we use the U.S. <clears throat> system, we, in 2011, roughly uh, one of the, the Office of Management and Budget uh, here in the U.S. put together this Federal Risk and Authorization Management Program. And the, the design of it was to sort of accelerate the adoption of security cloud solutions and to improve the confidence and security of, uh, of the cloud solutions. And that was adopted by the, um, the U.S. government. But then other regulations and other, other authorities started coming into play. So then we had the Federal Information Technology Acquisition Act of 2014. And then later on in 2014, um, we had an, an, another act of federal information security modernization. And then it, it just kept going. Um, so from 2002 to today, 
there still continues to be new regulations and new laws that aren't in complete alignment with one another. And to keep up with all of them is hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to even meet some of these standards. And likewise, to stay in compliance with them, it costs a lot of money. Um, not, Not to mention all the other laws and regulations that you have to keep up with. So if you're in healthcare, you have HIPAA. If you're in, uh, working in Europe, you have GDPR with privacy laws. Now Canada has their new privacy laws. Um, in um, Australia, you have privacy laws as well as the modern slavery regulations that the, the organizations have to keep up with. So you have these myriad and these large, vast documents that you're all trying to keep up with. So if we use technology, and for us, we use the, as I said, natural language processing to take into account the context for each occurrence of a given word and go, okay, we meet these standards, we meet these laws and this policy. And as long as we meet it here, then can we meet it in all these other regulations? Can we meet it in all these other laws? And the, the, the answer is, it, when we put it in the policy, yes. And we can use the tracking of tech to make sure that that we're meeting those laws and regulations. So instead of having a bunch of different policies and sifting through a bunch of different documents to figure it out, we're using natural language processing to take into account the context of each of those occurrences and make sure it's in our controls um, for for that particular business. So we're pretty excited about um, about that piece to just accelerate the ability to stay compliant. Definitely, I think um, technology is obviously um, a welcome tool, and it should be used more and more. New blockchain technologies can also um, act as a remedy by monitoring the situation and securing information that law enforcement agencies need to share. Um, also, artificial intelligence, like you clearly pointed out, is also very beneficial. Um, but a human judgment is still important and necessary in some cases. So technology helps you to access at the first flow of information more easily and quickly. But at some point, you cannot avoid the need to use the brain's thoughts, feelings, or even sensitivity. So we should not uh, completely rely on automatic and virtual solutions alone to solve the problem of corruption, for example. So these are all pointed out by experts and uh, opinions of different leaders. Uh, I would want to know that, do you think uh, why AI should be encouraged to increase compliances to laws and regulations? Yeah, I mean, you make a lot of great points in terms of human beings being um, accountable, right? And I think that that is where, where I think we should all be in agreement is who's accountable for it. And it's definitely the human beings. Um, simultaneously, you you made the you mentioned um, the thought of regulations and having human beings take a peek at it. Yeah, I mean, us as humans still need to be able to interact with the technology, but we the technology helps put the data that we collect in a form that might be easier 
effect more makes things more effective and efficient for the for the end user. So, not not saying that uh, technology is the the end all, um, but definitely helps become us to become more effective and more efficient. The second thing I think when we're talking about technology and and um, piecing it together for um, accountability would be sort of the the transparency piece and the the plus for most countries that focus on computer science and math would be that when you're using these codes when you're using this technology you really need to understand mathematics right it's built on mathematics so when people say oh it's too complicated we don't know how it works um it's maybe they just don't understand the math <laughs> and so we need to dig deeper into the the math piece to find transparency within the technology and that'll give us kind of more understanding of what the technology is is um recommendations that it's getting or what biases that the technology um, might be sensing and make those corrections within within the math that was um, a quite a comprehensive answer and thank you for sharing us certain examples as well um now uh, usually whatever we discuss about regulatory and compliance it uh, some uh, negative um, criticisms are also uh, form from the core of regulations and compliance um, now for example uh, if you're talking about ai we also know that uh, ai can do a lot of good but it must be mindful about ai should not be in the hands of malicious users so as technology continues to become more powerful ai can cause severe damage if it is if it is used maliciously so new technologies uh, can exploit the vulnerability of systems that are dependent on artificial intelligence and machine learning technologies as these ai systems get smarter they can change the nature of threats as well making them harder to detect more random in appearance more adaptive to systems and environments and more efficient at identifying and targeting vulnerabilities in systems now this is quite terrifying now uh, regulations are needed to make ethical use of ai like the the basic of regulations is to make ethical use of any technology now since we're talking about ai so let's focus on how we're trying to make ai more ethical uh, but it is also uh, to minimize the growing cyber attacks so what are your views on the current landscape of cybersecurity and ai yeah in terms of cybersecurity and ai you are definitely right i think two things if if you're pushing through regulations or you're pushing through um these new standards they're going to have to continue to you're going to have to continue it to adapt to them um so if you're not using automation to put these standards and controls into place then um you're you're you've lost <laughs> or in essence you're losing the, the the current game in terms of cyber attacks i think um, there are, there's nothing to lose for, for criminals, right? They have so much to gain in terms of, uh, cause they're not playing by the rules. Um, and so at the same time, those that are playing by the rules are trying to defend 
um, and protect their information, they need to be using artificial intelligence and um, other other technology, whether it be investing in compute, um, quantum computing or investing in, in increasing processing speeds, um, all of those things. And I'm just listing a few examples here that we need to be using to thwart off the cyber attacks. Now, as I say that, there's also the information um, security. And if, if we're not careful, and we don't, as you said earlier, that people are at the heart of it. And people are the ones that are using the technology. And that's where the vulnerability lies, who has the information and how the hackers or those that want to um, take down a company, that that threat, they're using sort of social engineering mostly to make some of these, um, um, do some of these hacks and cyber crimes. So we need to um, remember that and keep that in focus that we're, we're using tech to make us more effective and efficient, but we also have to remember that who are we giving the, the information to? And I think that's where this new breed of zero trust and the new wording of zero trust is coming about, um, that you need to, to verify who you're giving the information to and um, how they're gonna use that information either today or later on down the road. Definitely, I think that's that's one of uh, the crucial areas that organizations uh, should keep in mind. And um, of course, um, we need to have certain um, regulations again to make sure that uh, the data is not uh, in the wrong hands and make sure we are effectively ut utilizing the data. Um, but uh, when you're talking about re regulation, the trouble is that regulations uh, designed to breathe life into AI dream could in fact do the opposite if not approached with care and due diligence. Regulatory compliance is an important is a aspect across the spectrum of business uh, from retail to banking or for any other industry. But it is also incredibly complicated, especially with new technologies being implemented into business models on an almost daily basis. So uh, all of this uh, boils down to that framing regulations, again, isn't an easy task. So how do you think we can overcome these challenges of framing um, regulatory and compliance? Or, uh, of course, I think six, six, six clicks is, um, is one such um, um, a way or a company that is helping us uh, to overcome such challenges. But apart from that, are there any major aspects that probably you would like to guide our listeners? Yeah, I mean, again, I think uh, being able to understand the natural language processing is is super. It's been super helpful, and you know, certain processes in natural language processing um, doesn't meet. It's not like sometimes they use just single words generating single word representation um, instead of taking the whole context. Um, which is is also going to be challenging as we look at the global environment here in the U.S. How we think about the law and the legal system is much different than how people think about it in the the, U the United Kingdom um, and across the globe. Right, that 
we're thinking about laws and regulations in different ways and there's different contexts for that same goes with the sciences so i didn't mention this earlier but uh, i have a chemistry degree I, I started out in chemistry and then went into law and the context and how you talk about the the biology and the chemistry of of of, of things is very different in how words are used and so training these models in the different regulations across different jurisdictions and within in different industries is going to be super helpful in staying compliant and that's where we have been focusing a lot of our effort at six clicks is in the context of the standards laws regulations and policies that companies are using and how do we make sense of it in a productive way to make the business more effective and more efficient um, throughout their life cycle um, and so we're really really excited about that at six clicks because we want to make it easy we want to and simultaneously we haven't talked about this but we want to make it easy we want it to be smart <laughs> as we're using it and we want to make it cost effective um and that that's kind of the differentiating factor that uh we we've we've really focused on Glad to know that, um, Josh. Thank you for um, uh, letting our listeners know how can we overcome these challenges. Um, but again, uh, I would uh, like to circle back to uh, uh, probably one more challenge is that um, uh, when you're talking specifically about workplaces where uh, we are leveraging technologies and uh, workplaces are day by day getting uh, uh, smart workplaces. So um, in order to rapidly improve talent management and to take full advantage of the power and potential that AI has, uh, we need to shift our focus from developing more ethical HR systems to developing more ethical AI. So, of course, removing bias from AI is not easy. In fact, it is very hard. Uh, but our argument is based uh, on our belief that it is far more feasible than removing it from humans themselves. So, um, when we're talking about ethical use of AI, we're talking about uh, regulations and compliance that would help ensure ethical use. But uh, I also want to know that uh, how can we ensure that um, the workforce or all the employees are working towards the ethical development of AI? Yeah, um, and I think this goes back to the transparency within the code itself. Um, the beauty of seeing the code and understanding the math is you know exactly what inputs and what information is being fed into the system, fed into the algorithm. Now, if I look at you and you look at me, <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking about unless you tell me. Um, I can't do an audit on your mental models. Where within AI, within technology, within the code, we see what the inputs are, we see what the mental models are, we see the vectors being built, and we can say, well, this is stemming from this biases. And though, though it might be labeled a different way, um, it still goes back to the human. So we can't completely eliminate the bias. And I, I think 
we all have some sort of explicit or implicit bias that um, we as humans have. And I think if we can start having more conversations, um, I mean, that's probably step one is having more conversations and being more open to conversations around around folks and where they're at and how we're all in the same place. That's one aspect. Um, the other aspect would be doing an audit on the code and how do we think about what inputs and what mental models or what algorithms uh, are being placed in the code. And um, so it's, it's never going to be completely eliminated, but you can put in particular uh, checkpoints or barriers or uh, feedbacks to say, Hey, this is, this is where we're going and kind of do that audit for a complete assurance that your code and your system or your, 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 your robot is acting in a, in a efficient in ethical way. Absolutely. Um, um, again, you know, I would like to uh, uh, come back to the same point that um, employees also are really uh, important uh, in this entire process of uh, making sure uh, the AI is effectively used. Because um, again, you know, you never know that probably there are certain employees who who can act a little maliciously and make sure uh, that the that the data that they have or the access to data that they have can be used misappropriately as well. So since we're talking more about the present scenario and what all challenges we can overcome is there any strategy uh, one last question uh, for you would be how do you think would be the future with regulations and ai yeah well we're kind of seeing that with the european union right now where they're they're putting together their policy documents on how do we regulate algorithms how, how do we reg regulate artificial intelligence here in the u.s they're doing the same thing where um, new laws and those they haven't been passed yet. It has been thought about and it's being developed um, in regulating artificial intelligence. And some of the pieces that align within there might be the sort of this antitrust, the ethical biases, um, as we continue to mention, uh, bias and how, how discrimination might work. It's going to be huge within these regulations um and then the other is sort of making sure i think one piece of the regulation that everyone's talking about is making sure that we don't lose the the, the personal workforce um that is something that a lot of people have been thinking about as well the, th the last piece uh, that i'll mention here is around what is the security of artificial intelligence and where is the data going to be going to? Who owns the data? And um, I think that's going to be a big piece, too, around what what can we do with that data? Who owns the data? And um, where, you know, who's it? Like, what's the security behind that data? So privacy is, is, is that other underlying piece that everybody's always concerned about if the computer is taking my information um, and making judgments, there might be a, a bias there. But at the same time, what is that information and who owns that information once it goes into this goes into the system? So I think those are all questions that everybody is 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 definitely concerned with when talking about 
the new laws and regulations of artificial intelligence. Absolutely. Um, as we plow ahead uh, into the 2020s, uh, the only way we can realistically see AI and automation take the world of business by storm is if it is smartly regulated. This begins uh, with incentivizing further advancements and innovations to the tech, which means regulating applications rather than the tech itself. Now, while there is a great deal of unwanted fear around AI and the potential consequences it may have for businesses and workforces, we should be optimistic about a future where AI is ethical and useful in a world where workers displaced by automation have retrained uh, for more suitable and other value-added jobs or probably more important roles. Thank you so much, uh, Josh, for taking out time and um, make, and giving us such an insightful conversation on our podcast. It was a pleasure having you here today with us. Thank you, Priya. I really enjoyed it. And um, I look forward to listening to more of your podcast. And um, I pr- appreciate the opportunity to, to talk to your listeners. Thank you so much.